Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Auburn House of Sports podcast. I'm your host, Robert House, here with my co-host, Wiley Fields. It's been a couple weeks again. Uh, apologize for that. Last week was fall break. Didn't think about that last episode. Realized that wasn't able to record, but we're back. Um, really, today, going to be focusing on the Braves. Uh, don't want to sit here and talk about Auburn football for 15 minutes because uh, we kind of touched on everything two weeks ago, and nothing really has changed after the Georgia game. Auburn does head to Ole Miss tomorrow. Uh, Ole Miss is ranked number nine. They're 6-0. and Auburn is 3-3, three and three, uh, coming off of a 42-10 to loss against Georgia, um, which wasn't a very pretty game. Uh, yet again, Auburn has not put a very great product on the field. Although, I will say first quarter-ish looked pretty good defensively. Offense struggled, but just poor coaching decisions and dumb mistakes let that game get out of hand. Um, you know, not really much. I mean, Ole Miss's offense is really good, but that's what you're going to get with Lane Kiffin. A lot of people want him as Auburn's next head coach because it really isn't looking like Brian Harson is going to either make it to next season or it doesn't look like he's going to finish the season as a head coach. Um, you know, that's just up in the air right now. It really just depends on how he play, how the team plays. But a lot of people want Lane Kiffin, so it'll be a good way to, you know, a lot of people are going to see what kind of coach he is tomorrow. For those who don't already know, he's a big offensive guy. He's, you know, an interesting character so on social media, but he is a really good football coach in my opinion. Um, not really much else to talk there. Robbie Ashford's going to be the starting quarterback. Auburn's offensive line is can't block a toddler. Uh, Auburn's defense looks is really the only thing that's going to help them this season, as far as we've seen. You know, obviously allowing 42 points at Georgia isn't, I wouldn't say great defense, but a lot of that was just the fact that you kind of, after going down, you know, the defense played really well, but after going down a certain amount and your offense isn't helping you at all, you kind of lose that drive and they're obviously really tired because I think Georgia had the ball was I mean Georgia was really just running the ball a whole lot most of the game I mean I think all their touchdowns were rushing so I believe they had six rushing touchdowns which not very good but Auburn's offense still just struggling massively not very pretty uh, Ole Miss is favored uh, by 15 so, we'll see. It's an 11 a.m. kick. Uh, I do know that there are probably going to be a good bit of Auburn fans there, but I don't really think it's going to make much of a difference. So, while you have anything to say on that, I know probably not a ton, but before we... Yeah, um, this, this looks like, honestly, it could be more of a complete Ole Miss team than last year's team was. Um, not saying that... De- well, Jackson Dart has done a good job so far leading uh, the Rebels throughout the season so far. Um, not saying he's better than Matt Corral or anything, but he, he's pretty good. Um, they for sure are showing off that high-powered offense, uh, highly ranked already this far, or this close, in, or this short into the season, um, and. Yeah, like Robert said, the defense for us has been uh, 
honestly been performing better, I feel like, as each week goes on overall. It's just, I mean, well, Georgia, they just got tired. I mean, Georgia, they held them pretty well the first few drives, but it's hard to consistently be good at defense during a game when you're on the field the whole entire time and you have no rest. They're really the only bright spot right now, and they're really not even that much. I mean, there's a lot of – still a lot of improvement on both sides of the ball, but defense is honestly – I think done a great job of giving Auburn a lot of chances in games to win games to to give themselves just a, any sort of chance. But Auburn's offense just has not done anything really. I mean, yeah. just hasn't done any helped at all. Hasn't done anything worthwhile. Um, you know, I don't know if that's going to change. It's yet to be seen. But I think if you're if if you if you're going to have a game where Auburn's offense is going to maybe find their stride a little bit, it would have to be the Ole Miss game. I, I think Ole Miss's defense is good, but, again, Lane is an offensive guy. They're, I mean, Ole Miss is allowing 330 yards of offense. They're allowing 213, 212 passing yards a game and 117 rush yards a game. So I think if Auburn, if you're if you're Auburn like if, if you want a game to kind of get your offense going it'd be this one because then you have Arkansas, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and then Western Kentucky before you go to Bama, and Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas A&M, their defense, Mississippi State's Mississippi State's turned out to be a really good team. Um, Arkansas is also three and three. Texas A&M also three and three. So I mean, they're all good teams. They might end up being better games than we had previously thought at the beginning of the season. But I think Auburn's probably got their best chance to get their offense going against Ole Miss because I don't think Arkansas's defense has a lot of really good players. Mississippi State's turned out to be a really really good team. Texas A&M got a lot of studs there. If you're gonna do it, now would be the time to get going for the second half of the season. So, yeah. And who knows, the 11 a.m. kickoff might work in our advantage somehow, some way, where Ole Miss is just um, – maybe they show up slacking a little bit. Who knows? Uh, then again, they played Kentucky at 11 a.m. and played pretty well for the most part a few weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. who, who knows? But it's not – it's definitely, I think, a very competable game for Auburn. It's just a matter of time for how – how much progress has the offense made, really? Um, I think defense will do its job first and or well in the first half. Hopefully they just don't get worn down like they did against Georgia and have to surrender everything in the second half. Um, I think it'll be a good game for the most part. Uh, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, but who, who knows? Hope, hopefully, hopefully the offense can just show up and do their best and – you know, Tank had his probably one of his better career games at Auburn was at Ole Miss um, mm-hmm. in the 2020 season. So hopefully, who knows, something can spark again. Uh, and he's really got to get going. But it's hard to when our line is uh, lacking this this bad. But, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of clips that just made me wonder if those guys are even going to practice because it's it's terrible. Um, yeah. It's really bad. So we're going to stop ourselves before we get on a tangent about how bad Auburn's offensive line is. If you've watched the football games, you've seen it. So, um, 
we're going to do, I guess we forgot to do score predictions two weeks ago, so we're going to do those real quick. Um, I'm saying Auburn 13, Ole Miss 24. I think it's, I don't know. I, I think Auburn's defense does uh, does their job enough, but Auburn's offense just doesn't get going. Um, so I've got Ole Miss winning 24-13. Yeah, um, I'm thinking – I'm thinking that it'll be a close game in the first half, like I said before. And like you said, Robert, we'll, we'll get worn down a little bit, sadly. But I th- I'm, I'm going to go with 30 to 31-24. Um, I think their defense may, maybe let, has a few holes in it and may let us score a little bit more points than we probably should. Uh, and hopefully we take advantage of that every chance we can. So, yeah, 31-24 is my prediction. So definitely done, not going to be a shootout uh, at all, yep. I don't think. But we will see early tomorrow. Um, so we're going to pivot to the Braves now, who are in the NLDS. I know we haven't, we really didn't get to talk a lot. We kind of got to talk before the Mets, the second to last series with the Mets for the Braves and the Marlins right after that two weeks ago. But we haven't talked about them since then, since the postseason started. Um, but they're in the NLDS. Game three is in about 30 minutes um, against the Phillies. Series tied 1-1. It's in Philadelphia right now. Uh, they did sweep the series against the Mets. We did say pretty early on when we started, the, the like on the first episode of this podcast, I believe that it was probably going to come down to that series. And Sure enough, it did, and the Braves did what they needed to do, swept the Mets, which gave them a two-game lead. All they had to do was win one of three against the Marlins. They did that, giving them the two-seed in the National League, giving them a bye into the NLDS. Um, And, yeah, now they're playing the Phillies. Yeah. um, You know, that Mets series, as we we said, ever since we started this season of the podcast for the Braves, um, that we knew that series – the division title would come down to that series towards the end of the year. And it sure did. Honestly, did not expect the sweep. No, uh, not at all. We're still in the postseason. The Mets aren't, which is kind of fun to, to think about. But the thing is, Philadelphia, Philly's, uh, they're, they're hot right now. You know, they're kind of thriving as a sports town right now. 76ers are going to have a good year probably. Um, the Eagles are already 6-0 right now. 5-0? 5-0. Five and zero right now, and then, yeah, like tomorrow or today, yeah, thirty minutes. It's the first home playoff game for Philly, for Philadelphia since uh, I think twenty eleven. So yeah, crowd's gonna be buzzing. Honestly, I'm I'm nervous for it. Not that I'm not confident, but uh, game one definitely showed a few. Uh, it, it showed that we were a little sl- or not on our best side when uh we had that five day break after we uh ended our season but the Phillies kind of remind me of us last year except I feel like last year we were just more of a complete team however it's the common theme in the postseason though in baseball is that it doesn't matter what you do before as long as you make it you can make you can wreak hell on everyone and that's what the Padres are trying to do right now in LA and that's what uh, Philadelphia is trying to do so. Hopefully, we can contain that in advance and just hopefully go back to back. Um, 
yeah, today's huge because Strider's back from the IL. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he can look at have a good game. I didn't realize this, but I didn't realize he's been out since September 18th with the oblique injury. Or hasn't yeah, been it's since. been a while. Yeah, time's kind of flown. Um, but, I'm, I mean, it's <laughs> good that he's given he's been given that rest, I think. Yeah. That's going to be huge. Um, I'm glad they didn't rush him back. They didn't need to. Um, I mean, as far as before the postseason, I mean, we were playing pretty well. Again, didn't really expect the sweep against the Mets, but between Dansby, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley, I mean, they just they they really took the Mets home by themselves almost. Not saying that other the rest of the team didn't do anything, but they really stepped up. Uh, Matt Olson's been just balling the past, like, I think I looked, it's like 11 games. He's batting, like, almost 500, I think, or maybe, like, four, 40 or something like that. He's got, like, eight home runs. I mean, he's just balling. Everybody else, uh, you know, Travis Darno's playing pretty well so far, uh, especially in this, in the NLDS. Swanson, maybe not as much. Uh, if he's looking to get paid, He's not really doing a good job of it so far. I mean, in terms of fielding, he's made some really good plays, some really good catches. But in terms of batting, you know, if he's looking to get re-signed and get – I mean, I'm hoping they re-sign him regardless. But depending on how much money it is, it's really up to him at this point. Um, and he's, in terms of batting, hasn't really produced on the level that we kind of need him to be. But, you know, having Acuna this year, that's big – um, Michael Harris, obviously, Vaughn Grissom, they're all in the lineup today. But really just got to get the bats going. I think I trust I trust Strider. I trust the bullpen because it's – the thing about Strider is this is his first game since September, September 18th. So, you know, I think I'm, I'm seeing as of right now that they're probably going to have him on a pitch limit. Um, you know, how long – how many pitches that is, I'm not sure. But – if we can get a solid three, four innings out of him, you know, scoreless innings would be ideal. Um, I trust the, the rest of the bullpen to, to get the job done through the rest of the game. Um, we just have to be able to produce runs um, offensively, and I, I think we can do that. I've got, I've got faith in our team to do that. Um, but we're really going to – It'd be great to get just go ahead and win the next two and not even have to worry about coming back to Atlanta for game five. But it is yeah. in Philadelphia. So, I mean, it's going to be quality quality baseball. Um, but, you know. That's what it's that, all about, though. That is what it's all about. So, I mean, winning the winning two would be great. Um, if not, we'd love to split. Just don't want to lose both. I mean, obviously want to make it to the NLCS. Um, I mean, the Dodgers and Padres are tied right now, 1-1, not in the game, but the series is tied 1-1, and they'll play tonight. So, I mean, there's – hopefully we can win and either see the Dodgers or the Padres. Honestly, if we can get hot, I wouldn't mind seeing either, but it all just depends on what we can do yep. um, this series. So – I mean, I think what game game four will be tomorrow, and then game five should be on Monday, and then nothing. Don't really know any dates or times for the NLCS when that would be. No game five. Oh, game five Sunday. Game five is Sunday, so there. Okay. okay. So game five Sunday, so that we'll know. You know, either Saturday or Sunday, where the Braves stand, where they make it. 
Um, and we will get back. Maybe next week might try and we'll. I mean, just depending on how the week goes, we'll maybe try and get an a, an episode out earlier. Um, but if not, be Friday again. Um, Albert has a bye week next week, so really just be reviewing the old Miss game if there is anything to major to talk about, and then looking forward to I believe it's Arkansas that next week. But uh, I guess NFL is going on right now. Not a ton to talk about there as far as I'm concerned. Thursday night football has been just god-awful. <laughs> god-awful as far as I've seen. I haven't really watched a ton of the games, but the scores speak for themselves. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it for today. Um, short episode. Again, not much, not a ton to talk about outside of Braves and Auburn. Um, hopefully, once <laughs> can't wait for basketball season. Always going to be a lot to talk about there. I guess they did have their pro day the other day. Um, I believe it was Wednesday. Um, seems like everybody looking good. Um, Chance Westry had knee surgery, I believe, a week or two ago. So he's recovering from that. Al- Alan Flanagan's back from, uh, I believe he took a personal leave for, oh, I don't know how long it was, but he's back. Um and so they're just, I guess, getting ready for the season. Um, definitely be excited for that, as always. But that's it for today. Thanks for joining, and we'll see everybody next week.